0: Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Tonight, Connor Jones joins me for the first part of our key position previews for 2020. We're not going to do every position. We're just going to pick out some of the key ones. And tonight, we start with catcher and discuss the Nationals catching situation heading into the 60-game season in 2020. 3-2 two to Suzuki. Kirk Suzuki! Six!
1: Seven runs in the bottom of the ninth. This is deep to center field. Bellinger's back, it's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a 10th inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts of
0: Los Angeles. The kick in here it comes swing
1: and a miss swing and a miss swing and a miss and a world series game seven winning curly w is in the books. the celebration
0: is on the washington nationals are the world champions you are listening to the locked on nationals podcast your one-stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning, undisputed World Series champion Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. Hello, everybody. Locked on Nationals podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. My name is Josh Neighbors. Joining me tonight, Connor Jones. Uh, Connor, we are, I actually stepped aside from the Nationals uh, inter-squad scrimmage. That has currently been happening right now on Nationals.com to record this podcast, talking about catchers tonight, but um, I will say it's nice to hear Charlie Slow's calling baseball action again, whether it be on the National Stream or, um, or anywhere else. I, well, the first thing I want to say is, so you told me about this Chico character from the Dodgers, and I looked him up, and uh, that guy has been the star of the scrimmages so far.
1: Yeah, Chico's a defensive specialist for the Dodgers for those mm-hmm. who don't know. Um, on the side, he's also a clubhouse guy. He's he's has a couple, at least one outfield assist. He threw out Chris Taylor he's trying got to. Chris Taylor <laughs> was trying to take the, the the cheap tag up on the clubhouse guy from f- moving up from first to second on a fly out to left field. But Chico wasn't having any of that. Threw him out. Um, you know, he's held some runners. He's made some nice plays, some nice catches out there. I mean, he's a, a potential Gold Glove player out in left field. He's kind of the star of spring training so far.
0: Tonight's Locked On Nationals podcast. Is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, prices. Like I said, always low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I've, I've enjoyed watching him. For those of you who don't know, Chico is, is – and Connor's the clubhouse guy. He is literally a clubhouse attendant who they have had playing um, – they've had playing left field. And he has been really – it's really funny to watch because he's actually you – know, I went on Twitter and looked up Chico. He's had like three or four plays. He had, he had the one where he got an assist to throw somebody out trying to tag up. They got him back at first. He had one where he, threw, he did throw Chris Taylor out. He held a runner at third on a ball at the left field. And I'm saying this because um, one of the Nationals teams only had eight guys in the lineup and in right field. I believe they had the Nationals minor league director, Charlie Slows said correctly. I forget his name. But um, he was patrolling the the area out in right field. I don't think the Nationals – let me see if they have him in the lineup tonight. I don't think they listed anybody in, in right field, but no, they didn't. Yeah, they just left that, <laughs> that spot. They left that spot empty. But, yeah, and th- I thought that was interesting. You're just kind of seeing weird things like that this time of year. But um, they, they, and I think Charlie Slopes, as you mentioned, he's like, you know, he's got to be on his toes because he could end up like Chico.
1: Yeah, there, it seems like across the league there always has to be one spot that needs to be filled by someone random that's not on the roster. And some of these guys are, are solid players. I mean, it's, it's kind of surprising stuff. I'm going to say Chico's just kind of been a, a guy that's broken out of nowhere. <laughs>
0: Tonight's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, prices, like I said, always low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, we got to look out for Chico. Uh, the, the memes and stuff have been amazing. All right, so we're going to talk Nat's catching situation because um, I kind of wanted to look at, at the at the key spots. We're not looking at every position in, in, you know, in, the, in the week leading up to the season, but I think catcher's an interesting one because obviously last season with Jan and, and Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki had such a good job. Um, Kurt got 85 games back there. Jan had 97. and Uh, Gomes hit 223 last year. Suzuki was really good. He hit 264. Connor, is is that kind of the split you think it's going to be again predominantly this season? Uh, just you know, Jan and Kurt pretty much evenly splitting.
1: I think Jan Gomes can actually bounce back a little bit from that. He kind of got hot a little bit in September. I think that he's a guy who hasn't really split much time over the course of his career with Suzuki and Gomes. We know that they're going to split time, so that was kind of new for him. Um, coming into 2019 when he finally kind of got on the rhythm with that he started to heat up some so I think I think that I would guess that he's going to hit better than 223 this year I think he's going to have more of an impact offensively I, I think that you know he really can't go any lower than that so I expect more production out of out of Jan Jones in 2020 than we saw in 2019.
0: Yeah historically a guy you know who does I mean, a, a bit better than that and the year before he had 266 in Cleveland year before that he hits 233, 232, excuse me. But, you know, yeah, I I agree. I think, you know, he's used to the arrangement. Um, What are you expecting from Kurt Suzuki this season? I think Kurt's a really interesting case here. Uh, You know, at at 35, what can you expect? Because he's always been a guy, you know, who's been able to handle the bat pretty well from a catcher standpoint. Um, But what are you expecting from him at 35 years old moving into this season? Yeah, Kurt became
1: a launch angle guy. I mean, he was somebody who didn't have – hadn't had double digit home runs I believe since or I, I guess uh, 2011 it is so I mean and then in 2017 he broke out with 19 for the Atlanta Braves so Kurt kind of figured things out later in his career kind of similar similar style to maybe like a Daniel Murphy or a Howie Kendrick where they really developed some power I think you're going to see more solid production from Kurt Suzuki out of that spot. If you can get another year like he provided you last year, that's certainly something you take, especially out of that catcher position that you see a lot of teams struggle around the league, getting much offensive production from that spot. So, you know, if Kurt Suzuki can – can keep doing what he did last year. I think that the Nats will be really happy with where they're at at that position. And I think really the biggest thing at that spot is, is having some continuity with the starting pitching coming back from last year, working with the same guys, veterans on the mound, veterans behind the plate. Uh, hopefully will help everybody kind of stay on the same
0: page. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we, we talked about those two coming into the season. The third guy we thought would maybe be Wellington Castillo, Wellington Castillo has opted out of the season. The other guy we were talking about was Rowdy Reed. You and I even talked about him in our prospect preview. And it's been really interesting because tonight in the inter-squad scrimmage, as we're speaking, he's playing first. So that is, that is one of those things where, you know, I don't, I'm not sure he's going to be a third guy. Like, I, I think there's a much more likely chance that Trace Barrera is going to be that third guy. You know, Rowdy Reed, what have you, what have you made of kind of them opting to move him to first base now?
1: Yeah, well, in those in those scrimmages, the Nats already kind of down some guys at first base because they don't have Ryan. And I think I mentioned this last time. They don't have Ryan Zerman this year. Howie Kendrick hasn't been there yet, so they're missing two guys that could potentially play that spot. You know, Eric Thames is going to be getting his reps, so somebody else is going to have to fill in there. Um, as Drupal Cabrera has probably been bouncing around kind of all over the infield, so it kind of makes sense. A lot of catchers you can throw out there and they can they can handle first base all right. So. I mean, I, overall, the Nats are definitely hoping that they're going to be able to avoid having to go deeper than two guys. But, you know, somebody somebody could get injured. Somebody could, you know, c- catch Corona, hopefully not. But, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen in a year like this. So, you need to have depth there. I think it's going to be more of a battle just kind of between Barrera and Rowdy Reed because, I mean, you have two unproven guys at the major league level. So, you know, this this – Extended summer camp, or whatever you want to call it, is but is a pretty big opportunity for both those guys, offensively and defensively.
0: Yeah, I mean, both those guys have have had a chance at the major league level, albeit very short. And especially barrera who's coming off one of his better offensive seasons. I tend to think he's a guy. It's probably going to get more looks. I mean, Rowdy Reed is. I think he can fit into a first base rotation with hendrick Thames, and and um, and those two guys, and kind of be there. You know, depending on what they do with Cabrera. But I w- I'm kind of leaning a bit more towards uh, Barrera now, you know, now that I come to think of it. And just I think he might be the guy who, who's uh, a better option. Reed's caught more I'm, in the system. I obviously Reed's caught, I think, a few more innings. But, um, you, you know, Barrera wasn't the guy who started catching until late in high school. And he might just be kind of the better overall prospect, I feel like, for that position.
1: Yeah, in my opinion, it would all come down to who your starting rotation is the most comfortable with behind the plate. And when you get down to your third catcher, really with any team across baseball, I don't think you're going to be counting on much offensive production or feeling comfortable that you're going to get that production out of those guys. So I think it's, it'd come down to who the starting pitchers like working with, who does the best job behind the plate. Because at that point, I think that's that's the most important job of your number three catcher. If you have to call on them.
0: Do you still feel, so in kind of final question here, and this is a quick one as, as we're previewing just the catcher position, but, How confident? You feel pretty confident in the the catching situation. I mean, two veterans back there, two guys who obviously just caught their, you know, were catchers on a World Series team. You still feel pretty confident what those guys can deliver at thirty-one and thirty-five, respectively.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you have to feel pretty good overall with where you're at at that position. I mean, there's it's a it's a position where there's not a whole a whole lot of great players in this league. So if you can find a combination like Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki, I think you take that. You know, you. You take that every day because you don't, you don't really have much drop-off from one guy to another. You have a guy in Suzuki who's worked a lot with Max Scherzer and with Hannibal Sanchez. You have a guy with Jan Gomes who's very comfortable with Patrick Corbin and catching that slider. So I think it, it's really a good combination of guys where you can, you know, break them up pretty well with your, with your starters. And they you can get into a very familiar with routine, you know, with the guys that they, they work with every five days.
0: All right, sounds good. Connor Jones, appreciate your time. Make sure you guys go check out the Locked On MLB podcast as well as the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Our next podcast, we'll be talking about that first base position, what we can expect from teams, what we can expect from Howie Kendrick, and also maybe even some Rowdy Reed, some Struble Carrera. That will be the next one that we do.